The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Welcome back to the Sports Complex on a Tuesday afternoon on the show today. We'll get to some more Texas wrap-up TCU talk, talk a little bit about Texas and where they're at this season, how people are feeling about the season, and, uh, you know, kind of how Texas can progress from here and where Texas goes from here with some big injuries, with some questions prevailing. We'll get into that. We will talk. A uh, little NFL news. There was another big coaching change in the NFL. Another injury for the Cowboys, which was already an injury, but a new injury news for the Cowboys. It's a big NBA game tonight as the NBA in-season tournament continues. We get a Spurs game and a Mavericks game, and we'll maybe even talk some James Harden, because isn't it always fun to talk about James Harden here on the Sports Complex? And of course... Your text, 512-447-3776, 512-447-3776 is the text line number. If uh, you guys want to join the conversation, you want to talk some Texas football, you want to talk some uh, Texas basketball, some NBA, some NFL, Cowboys, Texans, whatever you got for us, send those texts in, 512-447-3776. We'll give you the big fat poll of the day in a little bit. Uh, but we're going to keep it rolling uh, through here on the Sports Complex till 7 o'clock right here on the Horn. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us again here as we get closer to the holidays. I hope everybody's got their plans ready. I did not realize until today that Thanksgiving was next week. Complete shocker there. And <laughs> I looked and I thought, really thought there was another week in between when uh, right now, and then when Thanksgiving was, and then I looked on the calendar today and realized it was next week, which makes sense. If we have Iowa State and then Texas Tech, I should have made that correlation that it was next week. But for whatever reason in my brain, I thought there was another week in there. So uh, now I have tried. Now I'm trying to figure out. Uh, now I'm just in my head. I have to reset the schedule because I'm completely thrown off of everything. If I, I'm sure that's happened to some other people around here too. Uh, when you just forget what uh, day of the week it is when you're working, you're just kind of rolling along, and then all of a sudden you forget that there's a holiday coming up. Uh, let's talk some Texas football here. Uh, and this is something that I kind of want to reset. So yesterday we talked a lot about Texas TCU, and there was a lot of people very upset, like we were on Saturday with the comeback, and the fact that Texas once again could not close out a game, the fact that Texas looked like it was going to be smooth sailing, looked like they could get that style points victory that we've all been wanting to try and move up and keep any hope alive 
uh, that you might be able to make that college football playoff, which those odds are dwindling more and more when you see Florida State winning and Oregon winning and Washington winning. Uh, Everybody winning kind of makes those odds seem uh, a longer shot. But for Texas, you you know you watch those games and you say, man, why can't you just why why can't you just get it done and why can't you handle? And there's plenty of issues. We know that the red zone scoring has been a problem. We know that there has been issues of Sark being too aggressive and then too conservative. We know that the creativity and play calling that we were all hoping for at points seems to disappear. And everything seems to be a little bit easier and it's a little bit more old school football and not so much the new school where you see motion and you see trying to distract and confuse and you don't see the weapons being used at the the rate you'd like to see them used on the offensive end. On the defensive end, you see where the conservatism pushes back and you don't have the, the, the pass rush that you'd like to have and continuing to bring pressure. You play off of some wide receivers a little bit more. You continue to say, if they don't beat us over the top, we're going to be fine. We can't get beat over the top. We can't get beat over the top. Even though in some of those games you got beat over the top, you were still able to win those games against better teams. I understand that that's something you want to try and work on and get better, and you hope that your team continues to progress in that way. But overall, Texas is still 9-1, which pretty good for this season, pretty good for Texas. They're on the right path. This is also something of growing pains of – getting to be where you win the close ones. Sometimes you have to be able to win the close ones before you learn how to then fully close out the game. Sark talked about closing out games yesterday, and there's a couple different clubs of this, but Sark talked about closing out the games. And for Texas fans, I think that's probably the most uh, stomach-churning, mind-boggling, why is it so hard that we can enjoy everything in the game. And again, I'll tell you, if you if you haven't rewatched TCU, and I know you don't all rewatch games and you don't want to rewatch, just rewatch the first half. And just rewatch the first half to say, okay, this is the Texas team we know is there because I feel like a lot of people, you're walking away with a bad taste in your mouth, forgetting that this team can still do the things and put up 19 points in a quarter and look really good like they did in that second quarter. And they didn't look bad in the first quarter, but they looked really good in the second quarter. Uh, you know, they have that those spurts of points but they need to be able to close out games. Here's Sark talking uh, about closing out games and, and Texas kind of needing to figure out how to close out these games a little bit better. Yeah, Those well, kind of- I think they're different. You know, you go the Kansas State game, how did they get back in the game? We gave them the ball inside our own 20-yard line twice, right? I mean, and, and we got a pump blocked. And so we gave them a short field. They were able to score quickly. This game, they were getting play yards in chunks and they were able to get down the field and score. Um, but but how do you get back into a game when you're behind by 20 points? You get quick scores. And so we have to minimize their ability to score quickly on defense but yet still remain aggressive. We can't let people get comfortable. And I think that we let them get comfortable. On the flip side, offensively, A, we have to possess the ball. And how do you possess it? One, you don't turn it over. Two, you extend drives on third down. And and turnovers, two weeks ago, not converting third downs the other night. Third and makeables, third one, two, and threes. I mean, that that's what you ask for as a coach. And to go two for eight in those scenarios, uh, that's not good enough. We need to have a better plan, and then we need to execute the plan better. Yeah, and then start with one. You need a better plan. Those third down, the second half, running the ball over and over and not getting into positions 
where you thought you were going to win, taking your quarterback completely out of rhythm. Now, I still am not sure 100% Quinn had a full arm in that second half of the game. It did not appear to me that he had the throwing arm that he was going to be able to do what he needed to do. I still think you could have thrown intermediate passes, but Sark talked about there. You can't turn the ball over. So for Texas, you have to be able to figure out what can you do that you no longer – that the practices don't matter – that whatever you think is the scheme in the second half and what your plans are, what's your idea of how to make this game, how to make the third, the second half go by, you may have to alter that in in course for Sark. And that's where Sark seems to be lacking is he said, I'm going to run the ball the entire second half. And as things started to fall apart, he continued with that plan and he gets away with it because he gets a win, which works, which is great. But the same part, that's not good enough. That can't be good enough. You have to continue to evolve and grow because as you're starting to play better teams, as you get, if you win these last two games, which Iowa State's going to be coming for you, and you know going to Ames, Iowa, that Iowa is going to come after you. And you know that going to Iowa, they're going to Iowa State is always a tough play at home. So that's going to be a tough one. You know Texas Tech wants to ruin your season. They're a spoiler. That's what they want to do. They spoiled Kansas's season this week. That's what Texas Tech wants to do. And then you're going to go to the Big 12 championship game if you win both of those. And then you're going to have another team. And now you're going to have Brett Yormark sitting in the crowd hoping that you lose. There is going to be a lot going in where you're going to have to learn how to close out these games. And sometimes you need to close them out by not trying to just close out games at the start of the second half. And I feel Texas too many times in this in this season has walked out of the huddle, walked out of the tunnel in the third quarter trying to close out a game, and you're not near closeout time. You are no longer foot on the gas, so you score no points or three points in the third quarter, and now you are allowing all momentum to change. The crowd, especially on the road, gets back into it, and there is no aggressiveness because you're just trying to run out two full quarters of time, which is craziness. So you have to be able to pick and choose when you still need to be aggressive. Now you don't want three and outs. I get that. Now you don't want to throw the ball and and not run any time and allow – the other teams all the time in the world, but they don't need the time. And I think that's where Sark keeps missing is Sark. None of these games have ended because the teams ran out of time. Really? It was because, and I mean, you could say, yes, Texas was able to run the clock out, but, but K state scored when they needed to quickly enough. TCU scored when they needed to click quickly enough. So if you don't have that, you need to find a new way and a new motive to come out in that third quarter and try to put on more points and try to escalate the lead even more so that if you get down that fourth quarter, there's two things that can happen when you build out the lead in the third quarter. There's two things. One, you have a bigger lead, so even if they do put up 14 quick points, you're up 28, and it's not that big of a deal. We're all still upset, but it's not that big of a deal. And two, you demoralize the team. But you allow them to go in the locker room, regain themselves, and then come out and have a moral victory of the entire second half, which allows them to come back and play. You know, when you watch these other big, the other teams that are in the college football playoff and in that top 10 ranking right now, a lot of those teams, what they do is they come out in the third quarter and put their throat on the net, uh, put their foot on the throat, and they go for it. And when they do that, it demoralizes the other team enough. That it, by the time the coach just wants to get out of there, the team just wants to get out of there. And I get the Big 12, that's not, it's a little bit harder to do for a lot of these teams. They have a lot of pride. They want to go out there and play. But when you make them feel like they're even with you for a full quarter, that fourth quarter becomes a lot easier. So Sark talked about then, well, how do you practice closing out games? Because if this is the problem, if we know this is a big thing and you're practicing and you're trying to fix dirt and stuff, how do you practice closing out games? 
Sark doesn't really have a great answer, but here's what he said. I, I think that we try to have competitive practices. Um, we try to put them in those scenarios, good-on-good type scenarios of making those plays, doing your job in competitive settings at critical moments. And then two is having a real understanding of the plan of what we're doing and why we're trying to do those specific things. Um, but, but I do think us having those competitive settings in practice, uh, the sudden changes, the third down competitions, the, the good-on-good team runs, the good-on-good seven-on-seven periods, um, allows our players to feel comfortable in those moments when we have to make the play. And like I said, two weeks ago, our defense was able to make those plays on first and goal from the five uh, to stop them four straight downs. This week, it was the offense that that had to make those plays to possess the ball and and not give it back to to TCU. So I do think the versatility of the team shines through, but I think a lot of that versatility gets built in practice, right? Those competitive settings and um, understanding that, you know, this is is why we practice the way we practice so that we're comfortable in that setting when when that when it presents itself so they practice it i get it you do that but that's not you know being competitive in practice isn't really the issue being put in a position i don't know how much you practice is okay we're gonna put you guys in a prevent defense we're gonna put you in just the lamest defense possible and then we're gonna give them uh, a bunch of really good plays against you and we're just gonna let them go and see if you can stop that and then if sark can see that and go oh well this doesn't ever work We can practice it all day long. We can practice this all day long. It doesn't do anything because it's a bad game plan. And this is what you used to do when teams only ran the ball. This is what you used to do, you know, 25 years ago when the game was a running game, not a throwing game. And yes, you still run the ball clearly, but you know, but now there is so much more passing and the rules are made for better passing. And if you're not able to create that pass rush constantly and knowing that the offensive line is probably not going to get a lot of holding calls late in the game. So if you're trying to go organic pressure five on four and they're able to hold, which we're able to, too. I'm not saying it's an unfair advantage. I'm saying that that's just kind of how the game's called. Is you're, It takes a lot to get a holding call these days. So if you know that, then why would you consistently put yourself in a situation that there is no real winnable – the winnable thing is they we just happened to get out of there in time. We had a big enough lead going into it. That's where Texas needs to start figuring it out. And now this is the the flip of that, though. I think defensively, it's easy. You just keep bringing more pressure. You take the odds of a shot over the top. You try and play your safeties a little bit deeper. But you don't worry as much about playing that off defense. You go out there and you try to make good plays and you trust your defense. And now if you get beat up, you may have to change a little bit. We know there's been games with injuries uh, that have been, they've been beat up. On the offensive end, you are very beat up now. Because you are very beat up in the fact that Jonathan Brooks is out. And I think C.J. Baxter and Jaden Blue, and we can play some clips of that, I think those guys can do a lot. I think there's potential on those guys. I don't think any of them are at the level that Jonathan Brooks is right now or was uh, going into this week. I think that Jonathan Brooks was on a higher level because he was on a higher level than most of college football. So he was on a very high level, right? So we say Jonathan Brooks is on this very high level, then we know – that you have to take a step down. We saw it in the Washington Bowl game. I don't think it'll be that bad. This is where we could see Keelan Robinson, who did not play a ton this year, maybe start getting some more uh, reps as well. We know C.J. Baxter is going to get a ton more reps, but he's going to have to come off the field because we have seen he gets beat up in the course of a game. Jaden Blue is going to have to come in these games now, and he's been great in the moments he's been in, but those have been at the end of games. 
So you know now, okay, your running game is somewhat beat up. On the flip of that, you have a quarterback that did not, to my eyes, look like a quarterback who is fully healthy in the second half of that game. He looked okay in the first half. Second half, he looked pretty beat up. And you know everybody's going to be coming for him. You, you kept him pretty clean during the game, but you're still going to take some shots. You also now have lost that kind of extra run ability. The more he is protecting himself, the less he's actually going to be able to run the ball. So now you have to start looking at the running versus the passing game plan, especially at the end of games. And when you get into that third quarter where you should still be playing like it's the first quarter, you should still be playing all gas, no breaks in the third quarter. But once you start getting into that fourth quarter then, well, how do you decide when it's time to run the ball, when it's time to pass the ball, when it's time to run, when it's time to pass? That is starting to be the question for Sark because Sark feels like he wants to be all one way or all the other, and he wants to be an all-pass team that mixes in the run or an all-run team that mixes in the pass. And it kind of, I feel, at this point in the season, might need to be a bit more 50-50 and not so much deep balls, as we all know, we all know, there's other passes you can make that aren't screens and aren't deep balls. There's other passes in the arsenal, and he's hit them at time to time, and they seem to work at a good rate. Here's Sark talking about the running game versus the passing game plan. You know, we go into every game doing what we think we need to do to win the game. And then in-game, we make adjustments predicated on what we think we need to do to win the game. You know, the other night in the fourth quarter, when they were scoring so fast, and I felt like the momentum had really slipped out of our hands, I got the ball and basically said, we're going to run it every down, and if we get a field goal, we get a field goal. If we score, we score, but we're going to slow this game down. We're going to get momentum back on our side, and I knew how big that field goal was for us in that moment to make that thing, the, the, you know, the, the two-score game that it, that it became. Um, and so you, know, you, you go in with a plan, and I, we're more than comfortable if the plan needs to be that we need to throw it around. Uh, we're more than capable. Our offensive line's more than capable. Quinn's more than capable. Um, obviously receiving core, tight ends, things of that nature. Um, but every, every game is different, right, of, of how people are going to try to defend us and, and what we need to do, and then making those adjustments in-game to, to ensure that uh, – that we're putting our team in the best position to win. And and that doesn't sometimes that's not always the sexiest thing to do to try to win the game. Uh, but ultimately when the dust settles and stats and everything, man, there's one stat that matters the most. Is it a W or an L? And we're just keep trying to stack W's. And he is. He is stacking W's right now. So we can't we can't critique him too much because there is a fact that this is a guy who, you know, was more aggressive at points and lost games last year. Now, there's a different team. I think he's got him more prepared. I think he's doing a lot of things right. But you would like to see this team be a bit more aggressive when it comes to second-half play calling. And not second-half play calling when they're down, but second-half play calling when they're up, when they have a good lead, and when they go into halftime, and when they come out of that half and come out with power and aggressiveness. And I feel like there's too many times this season that he has gone in come out, tried to go deep early in the second half. It doesn't work, and he basically shuts the system down. It says, all right, well, we know we didn't really get that big play, and that was our that was the plan, so let's just keep sticking to the plan until it's over. Let's stick with the plan until it's too late. And it feels like it's always just right on that line of too late this season. And they're 9-1, so he can't. we can say it's worked enough 
it's worked enough, but it feels like a very precarious position to sit in. It feels like a precarious position to sit in when you're trying to campaign to see if maybe another team loses, to see maybe if that Big 12 title win, to see if maybe a 12-1 and team can get into the college football playoff. The one loss may have done it. I we know we know that, but can you get a ten and one season? Can you get an eleven and one season? Can you win the Big Twelve and be twelve and one and make people decide on that as opposed to dropping another one of these trap games, dropping another one of these games because you were trying to be safe? And I think this is part of the growth of year three, but also you it's so close. But this is kind of where I want to get to Patrick's big fat poll today. Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the Day on the Horn. 512-447-3776 is the text line number. So here is a Big Fat Poll of the Day. I, I've talked to some friends, and every time I start to get upset, there is a part of me that now knows this is a Texas team that has honestly probably overperformed this season. And it's hard to say that because the games, it doesn't feel like they're winning them outright. It feels like they're kind of getting by. But in reality, when you go back and watch some of these games, you did. And then, you know, maybe play calling wasn't there, maybe a misplay. But this is a good team. This is a really good team that seems to be ahead of schedule, or at least at least on schedule, but ahead. So poll of the day is, has Texas underperformed, overperformed, or been on track with your expectations, with your prediction at the beginning of this season? Not now. But before the season started, have they underperformed, overperformed? Or are they right on track and they're right where they want to be? And we can bounce off of that. Do you think they're going to continue to overperform? Do you think this is a 12-win team? Do you think they can go ahead and keep per- performing at that level? If they do, are you out of your mind? Are you still on an un- incomplete because you still don't trust them? Because if you think it's an incomplete, that's a, you know that may be that you you know a, a nine-win team is not good enough. A 10-win is a double-digit win in a in a. Big 12 playoff uh, championship. That's, I mean, so the text line's open. 512-447-3776. And it, it's all kind of going into this, how to judge this season while we're in it, while we're still in it, knowing how well they've done this so far this season, knowing that they are 9-1, and one, knowing they have some big wins, knowing that their one loss wasn't even a blowout, knowing that it was a game you could have won, which is painful but it is what it is. So knowing all of those things, have they underperformed, overperformed, or are they right on track with you? And if you're if you have that, do you think, okay, this is a team that could compete at the next step? If they were, if there was to be some crazy outcome at the end of this season where whatever happens and Ohio State loses too, or or uh you know, Oregon and Washington both losing get losing and knocked out, and Florida State loses and gets knocked out. One of those scenarios, and Texas is able to creep in to that number four spot. Is that a team that can compete for you? Is this a team that you feel could compete in that level? I didn't say win the national championship. Saying compete, saying it's a team that if they got there, you would not say crap. We're we're in over our head. Send that in the text line five one two four four seven three seven seven six is the text line. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get to some of your texts. We'll get some sound from uh, Hook'em Up with Ian Rob B. And we'll keep the sports complex rolling here on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com, and also back on YouTube. The Sports Complex on the Horn.
my guns and bring your friends. It's fun to lose and to pretend. She's overboard. She's self-assured. Oh no, I know a dirty word. Hello, 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 how low? Back on the sports complex here on the horn on a Tuesday afternoon, playing you some uh, interesting cover songs. Is the musical theme of the week. This is Paul Anka doing Nirvana. So, uh, just another one of those fun ones. And I know there's some other guys that do some some similar stuff, but this was an interesting one I've heard. Uh, Paul Anka doing rock covers. Just just taking that putting that swing in Nirvana. Always good to see. Uh, where the text lines open, 512-447-3776. Uh, big fat poll of the day. Text is underperformed, overperformed, been right on track with your expectations, your prediction at the beginning of the season. And if you want to add on to that, if you feel like adding a little bit more for us, you want to talk some more Texas football with us, uh, if you believe that this is a team that could go on and compete, do you think this is a team that will go on and keep winning? Is this a team that can go on and compete? Put all that stuff in there in the text line, 512 447 Three seven seven six is the text line number. Appreciate everybody uh, participating on the text line. I do <laughs> extra week when I was talking about having the extra week that I thought there was one in between uh, this week and Thanksgiving week. Uh, extra week was a horns D late. That is, uh, I need a rim shot for that. I need to add a rim shot to my hotkeys page for that. Solid joke there, texter. Solid joke. Uh, West Texas Andy says. Uh, quit letting Taff play, please. I think Taff is doing okay in some of the stuff that he does. Uh, I, there, there is a point, and it's the rotation of the defense, especially early in the season, was working really well of keeping guys fresh and keeping guys where they could make big plays down the stretch. I don't know how much of that is to injuries, how much of that is slowing down because of uh, just situationally, and they don't want to have those people put out as much as they do, but it is – I don't think Taft playing is as big of a problem as some people do. He it does he can get beat, so there is points where late in the game you may not want to have him in. If you're playing the let's not let them beat us over the top defense, then he may not be the guy to have in there. But I think there is points of the game where he is very valuable to have in the game. Uh, Mark from Taylor says, Texas has made its one loss bed. And Patrick, does Texas feel like a college football playoff team to you? Be honest. Yes, it does. And I'll tell you why. It's because I don't value, like, the college football playoff is what it is. And if you look around the league and what they are, I think Texas could compete with Florida State. I think they compete with Oregon. I think they could compete with Washington. So if I'm saying those are the teams that are right there, I think they could compete with Ohio State. I think they could compete with a lot of these teams. Now, Georgia, I don't know. Michigan, I don't know. But I think there's a lot of those teams they could compete with. Now, do they win? That's the question you see on game day. If, you know, it, it, it depends also on Quinn Ewer's health because if he's healthier, it makes a big difference of what Texas can do. But I, I do think they can compete with those teams. So if they can compete with some of the top teams in there, then I do think they're a college football playoff team. You know, because I think there's a difference of playing this, this style when you're up 14, 21, whatever it is, and then you start to play conservatively and everything starts to go downhill versus the games where they're in it the whole time and playing and playing rough the whole time. I think there's a different mindset and different plan that Sark goes in with. So I don't necessarily combi- compare what K-State or TCU did coming back on Texas as the same thing as a hard-fought, we know this is a battle to the end, 
as opposed to a maybe they took their foot off the gas or they did take their foot off the gas kind of game. And Niners one is awesome, but we look like TCU last year. We don't look fully like TCU because TCU was coming from behind all last year. If you remember, just Adam, you know, if we want to be correct about this, TCU came from behind all season. TCU were the comeback kings last season. We're not coming from behind. We're letting everybody come up on us. Big difference because Texas is showing that they can be the dominant team and then falling off when they start to play conservative. They're no good at playing conservative. They're good at playing aggressive. And I mean, we can't, you can't, he's nine and one, nine and one. You can't, so we can't say that clearly Sark is doing everything wrong. Clearly, I mean, he's nine and one. You can't say, I, I don't think you can say that a coach that's doing nine and one is clearly a bad coach. I don't think that's silly to me. So we can't critique him, but I don't want to critique him to the point of saying I could run this team better than him. That's what I'm saying. And overperformed record, but not impressively. No, I, they do have overperformed record, but that's, you're being picky. You're being picky about your wins, and I, you know, it's when you watch enough other college football. This is how college football works for the most part. You know, you do have some bad wins, but the BYU win, you went in there and handled your business. TCU, Kansas State, games that you've always had troubles with, you came in and played well enough. So I don't have that problem with that as much. I, I, I mean, I appreciate you texting in, Mark. I uh, appreciate it. I, I, I'm not as negative as you are on this one. Uh, floor this season was to get to Arlington from Joe H. So the floor was this, it's see, and I think that was around the floor. I think you really wanted to be in that game. You wanted to have a double digit win season, which seems like it'll happen unless you lose two at the end. And then of course we'll all say, well, what a terrible collapse, but a, a double digit win season is wanting one of the last two you perfect you. And if you win one of the last two, you're probably still in that cut, that, uh, big 12 playoff game, but you'd like to win your last two games, be an 11 win team going in. And then, yeah, I think you're, you're really in there. Lucas says, expectation is on par. I took Sark for his word on the Big 12 championship. College football playoff is overperformed for sure. Yes, I agree. And, yeah, if you get to the college football playoff, you overperform. But that's the reality. The difference between the Big 12 championship and the college football playoff isn't really that far. And that's what Sark knew all along, is you got to have some other breaks, which don't seem like they're going to happen this year. But other than that, you did what you needed to do to be in the position that in several other years, you're playing, you're in that college football playoff. I do want to play you some sound from Hook Him Up, uh, talking some more about Sark, talking some more about uh, his game plan and what he's doing to try and fix this these gaps at the end and fix these collapses and fix just the fourth quarter and playing four quarters. Here's uh, Ian Robbie, weekday morning, 6 to 11. Text line's open. We're going to come back and do some of that in about, about six minutes. We're going to play this Hook Him Up for you right now. Uh, with Ian Robbie, weekday morning, 6 to 11, right here on The Horn. All right, Sark met with the media yesterday, and he spoke about a number of different uh, topics, and we'll try to get to as much of these uh, Sark audio as we can. Um, but, of course, he was talking about the Iowa State Cyclones, their upcoming opponent. They have to go uh, on the road, true road game for the Longhorns. Haven't had many of those outside the state of Texas, only one, actually. Um, that was Alabama, and the Longhorns won that one. Uh, let's talk about the Iowa State Cyclones. Here from Steve Sarkeesian talking about the Longhorns' uh, upcoming contest this weekend. 
Uh, like we've been saying all along, as far as this week's ball game, this is another Big 12 championship game for us. Um, we've been, you know, we, we put ourselves in this position over a month ago, and we've we've uh, accepted the challenge, and I think our guys have responded to that. Um, we understand we're gonna we're gonna go into another hostile environment, you know, Saturday night. Um, and it's going to take it's going to take all 70 players that we bring in coaches, you know, to play as one uh, and to uh, to go play a good football team who has gotten better as the year has gone on. Uh, obviously, a very well coached team. Um, you know, these guys do a great job of taking care of the ball on offense, creating turnovers on defense. I think they have 15 interceptions on the year, so the ball uh, is going to play a big factor in this game. We, we, it's got to, we've got to find a way to get it off of them. We've got to take care of it on our end, uh, and then we need to be efficient offensively um, with the number of possessions that could come out of this game. So uh, a lot of work to do uh, on a Monday, but uh, again, a lot of respect for Iowa State, and um, we know it's going to take uh, it's going to take a great effort from us. To, to try to come get a win. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Iowa State's going to give you give Texas everything they can handle, and this team has shown the last few weeks that they uh, have they, they have a tendency to have a lapse and have kind of lulls in the second half, and and they allow teams to get back in game. So whether Iowa State's going to be in this game all throughout it or they're going to be down double digits and have to come back. I think we can expect a fourth quarter game. Um, and Texas has been really good in winning these fourth quarter games. Speaking of four quarters, not the fourth quarter, um, Sark was asked, and I think this, I believe if I'm not mistaken, it is uh, my man, I think it's Anwar who asked a question about uh, the four quarters. Um, but basically, Sark was asked about why doesn't this team play a complete game? Four, four four quarters of football, and when was the last time he was satisfied with this team playing, you know, four full quarters of football? I thought the response was interesting from Sark. Here it is. I don't know. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more focused on how we're going to improve, and I, I don't know if I'm ever satisfied. I mean, I don't know. I've never met a coach who was satisfied after a game. There's always room to improve, and so, you know, to, to think we we're going to go play a perfect game Saturday night, probably not going to happen, but I'm going to keep pushing our guys and be demanding of them to, to, to improve, and I'm going to be demanding of our coaches to improve. Um, you know, there's no time for us to sit back and accept it, you know, and so I, I don't know um, when, the, when exactly that last time was that there's never been a game where I've gone in on a Monday morning and didn't have corrections to make and so um, that's the challenge you know every 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 week there's there's different things where areas for where we can improve as a team and uh, that this week that is of the utmost importance for us uh, strikes me definitely uh, frustration in his tone sure I don't, I don't sure know. I think right. I think you are yeah exactly yeah <laughs> he's like I don't know I, you know it goes back to what I said about three weeks ago e I think, they, I think he's accepted it now, too, unfortunately, and I think that's what that frustration was. It's like, they are who they are. But I do think, as we've talked we're gonna about We're going to try to prove you've but told Longhorn fans to just accept it. I think Sark has, has been expecting them. Okay, guys, I'm, I'm going to cover for take you on this. Take the next this. step. <laughs> I'll, I'll take yeah. it. You know, we're, we're, but now we've got to play four quarters, and he knows it's going to beat him at some point. It may be this he week. Knows. It may be the Big 12 championship game, yeah. but the inability to avoid those laws. And I played the cut in the headlines, Rod, where he was you know, said it's unacceptable, and he cited – Three different things in the fourth quarter. Their mental intensity focus. They weren't as aggressive on defense. And at some level kind of cited Pete Kwiatkowski just on the calls. Where we're yeah. calling the defense is tight. But did we lay back? Because, you know, deep, you know you're, we're playing the lead rod. You don't want to give up a big play. But instead they were giving up chunk plays. 
because they were yeah. giving up short plays and turning right. up big plays because they weren't tackling people. And then he cited the fact, you know, Sark wants to be able to pound the rock in, in third and two and three when, they, when the, team, the opposing team knows we're running and Texas couldn't convert first downs and yeah. keep the chains moving just on the ground. Remember they did that at Alabama to close out that game yep. where they were able to oh, run for man. first downs, and they weren't able to do that. Longhorn fans were frustrated because he was being conservative. Sark was challenging his team to, hey, we, we should be, be able to get physical. third and two here. Yeah, let's close it out. You're right. Make Put a block. In and let's be honest, I think we're getting to the point where Texas guard to guard, you know, I think they're good at tackle, Rod, but I think guard to guard they struggle. Great they get pushed. Tackle. Uh, yeah. And that's why, I mean, if you, I know you'll do the analytics, but their their numbers to the outside in that game were pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the numbers between the tackles were not good, and that's what they were trying to do in that fourth third quarter. In that fourth quarter. Um, speaking of closing out games, Sark was asked about closing out games. It's a great point you just brought up there. Um, and here is Sark, and this is part of the cut you played early, I believe. Here is Sark talking about the inability for Texas to close out games lately, and how they need to get that uh, killer instinct. Yeah, well, I think they're different. You know, you go the Kansas State game. How did they get back in the game? We gave them the ball inside our own 20-yard line twice, right? I mean, and, and we got a pump blocked. And so we gave them a short field. They were able to score quickly. This game, they were getting play yards in chunks, and they were able to get down the field and score. Um, but, but how do you get back into a game when you're behind by 20 points? You get quick scores. And so we have to minimize their ability to score quickly on defense but yet still remain aggressive. We can't let people get comfortable, and I think that we let them get comfortable. On the flip side, offensively, A, we have to possess the ball. And how do you possess it? One, you don't turn it over. Two, you extend drives on third down. And and turnovers, two weeks ago, not converting third downs the other night. Third and makeables, third one, two, and threes. I mean, that that's what you ask for as a coach. And to go two for eight in those scenarios, uh, that's not good enough. We need to have a better plan, and then we need to execute the plan better. Uh, two things about that, and he, he's right. Since, I've been tracking it since the U of H game's last four games. He's talking about these chunk yardage plays. Uh, if you look at just inside cuts, inside breaking routes of any kind, teams the last four games averaging over 12 yards per attempt. When they, when they target an inside breaking route, those are your chunk yardage plays, explosive play rates of over or close to 30%. Uh, same thing when they target bunch formation, clustered groups of receivers. You guys heard me talking about this. Last four games, uh, teams um, averaging over damn near 12 yards per attempt, over 11 yards per attempt uh, when they're targeting bunch formation. These are the chunk plays he's talking about. It's fine if teams are getting yardage, but it'd be better if they had to put together double-digit drives that lasted more than two and a half minutes. Shout out to my man Nash at Nash Talks Texas. He had this stat. Since the Oklahoma game, Texas has allowed 14 touchdowns, 10 of those drives were less than two and a half minutes of game clock. It's going fast. That's how they get back in the game. You're only like, oh, Texas still has a double-digit lead going to the fourth. They're going to be fine. Well, if Texas can't get first downs and then they're getting, you know, uh, chunk yardage, explosive plays, and they're getting down the field in two and a half minutes and able to score, that's a, that formula right there is, going to, is blowing up in Texas's face. Yeah, they're so polar, man. As far as it's the team, they go from so dominant to – what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> they do. They go from wow to what the yeah. really quickly. Real bad. And they have it's, – it's, it's, it's the best of times and the worst of times in the same game. That's the crazy part about it. It's like, how's this happening in the same game? You think they have one game which is a bad game by them? They don't. They have great spectacular stretches in the games, but they also in that same game 
just like the yin and the yang, they're guaranteed to also have a lapse and a lull for, I don't know, a few minutes in the game, and that often costs them, or at least it hasn't cost them yet, but it, it allows teams to, to, to get hope and breathe life into opposing teams. Some good stuff there from Hook'em Up with Ian Rod B. And the point of it, it hasn't cost them yet, but it may. But I'm asking you on the Big Fat Poll today, text lines open 512-447-3776. Is Texas underperformed, overperformed, or right on track with your preseason expectations? Some of you, I think, are altering your expectations. I don't think some of you were this cocky last season. But we'll get into some more of these texts when we get them back from the break. I want to get into that. If you think this team can compete, do you think this team, if they were put in a situation of getting into the college football playoff, that they would be able to compete? Text that in, 512-447-3776 is a text. And we're going to take a quick break. We come back. More of your text right here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, hornfm.com, and back on YouTube. The Sports Complex, afternoons 5 to 7 on the Horn. Back on the Sports Complex on a Tuesday afternoon. Musical theme of the week is interesting covers. This is John Cale doing Heartbreak Hotel. Keeping keeping it weird. Keeping it weird here on a Tuesday afternoon. Text lines open 512-447-3776. Asking if Texas has underperformed, overperformed, met your expectations, met your preseason predictions so far. They're 9-1. All these wins do not look great. Have some good wins. They beat an Alabama team. They lost to an Oklahoma team. I think some of you may not be giving them credit for some of those things, but that's just me. That's just me. Uh, this texter says, under, but winning close games this year, and they uh, this year, and they would have lost them in previous years. I agree, and I don't know what your over was. They were an 8-5 and five team last year. To say they should have been undefeated is a bit crazy. Now, you may say, my prediction after Alabama, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking before the entire season, before we knew what they could be against Alabama, did they underperform, overperformer, or be right on schedule? My man, Chief Engineer, uh, always got some good stuff for you. Uh, he does bring up the thing they were talking about this morning on uh, E and Rod B, the Bobby Bowden, that uh, to take over a program that this is where the Bobby Bowden schedule year three is to win games close. But to start winning them in year two was to lose games close, which is on the schedule. So year four would then be to start to take over and be that team. Now it depends on who is still going to be there. Uh, but yeah, uh, he is on board with this, a lot of this. And protecting in the second half is, unpro- you know, you're supposed to protect in the last four. I agree with you there. Uh, in, the last, in the fourth quarter, in the second half of the fourth quarter, I agree with you there. Uh, it was well, Chief Engineer. He said, my concern is not the next two games. A little worried due to our recent history. Bigger concern me is losing the Big 12 championship or getting smoked in a primetime big bowl game. Yeah, and the bowl game is always questionable too because you don't know this is a team with a lot of guys who plan to go pro. And if you're not in that college ball playoff, 
how many of them may skip a bowl game. And if you say you're going into a bowl game with no Quinn Ewers, no Jonte, or no uh, Xavier Worthy, no JT Sanders, no Jordan Whittington, and no uh, uh, Adonai Mitchell, no Byron Murphy, no Devondre Sweat, no Jalen Ford, Jalen Catalan, like that could be a lot of players. So this this big bowl game for Texas could end up being different depending on who decides to stay, who decides to go, who just wants to play in the game and who doesn't want to. Uh, That's that's down the road, though, because you still have to win three games to get to that big bowl game. Uh, So that is a a definite one that you have to get on there. Appreciate you, Chief Engineer. Always appreciate you. Uh, on paper, this Texas team was supposed to win the Big 12 championship since preseason. The way they're playing, I'm not super confident facing uh, any of the current top four teams, but Texas loves to play to their competition, and all of those teams are competition confident. Uh, we don't Oklahoma and get if we we're we don't Oklahoma and get blown out, Ryan from Austin. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Texas has played to their competition. Now they've outplayed them for most of it, then they've come back and had those guys come back and and get scores on them at the end but for the most part Texas actually done pretty good this season in those games and then they just fall apart because they don't keep their foot on the gas it seems like a much easier uh solution and it's Sark being worried because eight and five last year because you were losing those close games and you don't want to lose those games because he needs to stay on track to get where he wants to be and so I get it but it feels like you're leaving stuff on the table you're leaving points on the table you're leaving uh, production on the table when you do that. Stexter says, underperforming in game planning. Only only reason I say that is because of the second half performances. They did the same thing last year and still doing it. We just have more experience, depth, and talent now. We're also getting better leads. It's somewhat different than last season because last season, I don't know if they were getting the big enough leads. I think there were part of these games where they didn't really have the depth last season to that it was that they were taking their foot off the brake. I think they were more, and you didn't say depth. I'm not, you, you had that in there. But uh, they, I don't know if they were, they were able to play four quarters at the level they need to play at this season. They're doing it. They have the ability to do it, but they just pull off and they're not being uh, aggressive enough. But I would not say they're underperforming. I would say underperforming in certain areas. And planning, they're, they're planning before the game is great. I, I think game planning, they're doing pretty well. Because they're coming out and doing really well and pushing a lot of these teams away. So I wouldn't say it's game planning. I'd say it's game adjustments and in-game adjustments, which is what Sark has had a problem with uh, for quite some time. Uh, (laughs) This texter is on the other side of the spectrum. A win is a win. One point or 40 points, it's it's still a win. Be happy we're winning. That's where I'm trying to find that middle ground. That's exactly, texter. I'm trying to find that middle ground of... Nine and one. This is a team that, to me, is overperforming what we thought they would be. That they beat an Alabama team that I didn't have them beating. I thought you could have beat Oklahoma, but that was a that was a two a ten second different game. That was the game you lost because you played too conservatively in the second half. And you know you were in all of you're you're beating these other teams, and the the losses are really bad when you only remember the bad part of the loss, and you, when you look at the end of the game, but you're not. You're outplaying the other team for more of the game. So, yes, there is worry. There is stress. It's annoying. And I know everybody as a sports fan would like to have your team dominate. And Texas fans would love to see Texas come out and win by 40 every single game. I don't know if that's in the cards. I don't know next season if that would be in the cards either. Because it depends on who comes and who's, you know, who stays, who goes. But they, I don't know if that's in the cards either. 
We got to take a break. We come back. More of your text. 512-447-3776. We're going to some NFL news. Uh, we'll get into some NBA talk as well. And keep going with your text. You guys drive the show. I just try to keep it on the rails right here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 AIM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com, and back on YouTube.